We ready to go. It is what you spin in episode 59, which is less than, one less than 60, which will be our last episode before we get into some hip hop bracketology. We need a soundboard. So fun. Mm -hmm. We do need a soundboard. <laughs> like lights, everything. <laughs> and each person just takes a turn, like every episode, mm -hmm. just rotates. That'd be sick. Uh, no, but. Before we get into hip-hop bracketology, we got six albums to talk about between now and then, and we're going to knock three of them out today, get them done and over with. Three birds, one stone. Uh, as per usual, I'm your host, Dorian, joined by my cohorts, my colleagues, my partners, Jake and Matt. How are we doing today, fellas? You're good. Doing, doing good. well, yeah. Yeah. Got the Oregon game today, yeah. which we've all been watching and celebrating. and Yes. Go Ducks, Oregon, Colorado, mm -hmm. fucking Neon Dion comes to town. The prime time. The prime time comes down to comes down to Eugene mm -hmm. to get his ass beat. I feel like it was like more busy than usual this week. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. A lot of prep. I think maybe in part due to the game. Like mm -hmm. yesterday was hella traffic. Oh yeah. And I bet today. But there's too, a few more celebrities like, in town too, I've heard. Yeah. Today, like, even over out by my place, it was hella busy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, you know, because we're not, like, I was coming over to this side of town, and I was like, even told you on, like, Wednesday, I was like, dude, traffic's going to oh, suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were like, no, it won't. You were right. <laughs> stay stay on this side of town? Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Get co closer to Albertsons? Yeah. Fuck yeah. We're screwed. But yeah, go Ducks. Mm -hmm. But let's get this, uh, let's get this baby on the road, huh? Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. So to do that, we're going to bring up Matt's pick for this week, mm -hmm. one that we literally do our little <laughs> three song listen to you know when we all get yeah. together we do our three songs mm. matt found a live performance on some weird ass website mm. of this album mm. and showed us a song off of that uh and it was bananas and i i think mm. i said i was like this completely changed my outlook on this album it, i was already mm. impressed but this just like really mm. It was like tenfold after that, but yeah. What what was what was said album? <laughs> said album was an album from uh, two thousand two by a group called Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. Mm -hmm. Kind of a bluegrass, newgrass, whatever that term is. <laughs> Jazz fusion. I don't know. There's a lot of different things going on in this this music, and they captured a great live performance from these guys. And they had a couple guest musicians in there as well. It was called Live at the Quick. Um, recorded at some hall at, called The Quick in Connecticut back in 2000, so it took a couple years for them to release it. Mm -hmm. um, but the song we uh, watched was the first song, That Old Thing, The Earth Jam. Mm -hmm. And the banjo playing by Bela's insane, Victor Wooten scatting on the mic, playing bass at the same time. Yeah. All those musicians, Jeff Coffin with his long-ass goatee beard, yeah. playing two saxophones at once. That yeah. was the craziest part about that performance. You're <laughs> yeah. like, what is going that was on? That crazy, dude. He had like one that he was playing and another one just hanging on his side, like just strapped yeah. over mm -hmm. his shoulder. Like, what the f But I stumbled upon right. this album back in like maybe a few years after high school going to buy drugs from some <laughs> random dude up in the South Hills. And we go up to his house and him and his friends are in the living room watching that video. Really? Live performance. And they're not talking. Wow. And they're not moving, so we had to kind of sit there and watch it with them, like wait to get our drugs. <laughs> but it was really cool because we're like, wow, these guys are great musicians. And yeah. then after that, I found it on, uh, on I think it was cassette tape, and eventually on CD. But 
became a fan, even though I didn't really know a lot about the kind of music they were playing. Mm -hmm. uh, the way they were doing it and how good they played together was amazing. Uh, towards the end of the album, there's a throat singer, yeah, uh, Congar, and that was really cool to hear too. And I think that kind of captivated me and kind of made me appreciate music from around the world, all mm -hmm. the different elements. Uh, what did you guys think? Hell yeah, dude! That was fucking. <laughs> Yeah, man, that like that was a hell of an intro for a fucking fantastic album, yeah, man. I love that backstory of mm -hmm. I, I I could see it like a bunch of people just sitting there like don't really want to be there, but you're like watching this, yeah. and then you're just what the fuck is this? Because huh. they're going crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. They're fucking nuts. It's so good too. Mm -hmm. Like everything about it is so good. Um, the banjo player, like he has like a weird like electric like banjo that he has that mm -hmm. it looks like it's has like yeah. a skin on it like it's yeah he has like a little uh thing for it and the things that he does with that is nuts mm. um it does not sound like a banjo it doesn't like at some points it, it sounds like yeah. an electric guitar like, that's it's what i thought there was crazy. other guitars in the mix but as we saw it's just him yeah yeah it's a wild <laughs> well that's the thing is it's a fucking wild move to plug mm -hmm. a banjo into a wah pedal yeah. He's, over yeah. he's, he's over there like Joe Satriani on a goddamn banjo. I'm like, this asshole. Like, it's un, it's so yeah. badass, though. Because as you said, we were like, oh, like, it has to be an electric guitar. You know, he's sitting awesome. there like, wow, 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 wow. You know, mm -hmm. and it, it's completely, even watching him play it, you're still like, it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. because of how much it sounds like, you know, just an electric guitar. Because he's shredding. And he's doing, like, string bends on a banjo, which yeah. is why. Like, he's yeah. just completely it's he's like mistreating the instrument mm -hmm. for lack of a better term he's like you're not playing it right <laughs> right but it's badass mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and then there's someone there with uh what's that thing called like that oh the drumatar yeah guess, the made instrument nice. yeah by victor wooten roy wooten yeah it looks brother yeah. It, it's like little types music instrument toys <laughs> yeah it like looks taped cheesy. together it's weird and i don't know what it was doing on stage or what it incorporated <laughs> and how it made sounds but He's on. He's up there for a reason. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's got to be doing something. He got to be doing something. I want to find. We got to find like isolated tracks. Yeah, because he does be. the singing that you hear towards the end of the album is Roy Wooten. Really, that one, that Man. one song towards Whoa. the end, right after the throat singer does his thing. Uh, that song, a moment so close. Yep. That's yeah, him singing. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. And speaking of Wooten's, uh, Victor Wooten's got to be like easily one of the top five bassists of all time. He's incredible. He's insanely mm. good. He's so fast and fluid, and able to like. When I was saying he was scatting and playing at the same time, it was like he was just one instrument. It was really cool to watch. Yeah, and like I, I had heard of Victor Wooten like when I started playing bass and stuff. Like, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> him. It's okay, I like him too. It's okay. <laughs> him, like him and Les Claypool and like Billy Sheehan from Mr. Big mm -hmm. were like the sure. three uh, really good bassists that I was like looking at. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was telling you, I was like, yeah, the bassist on this is really fucking good. And you're like, that's Victor Wooten. And I was like, are you fucking, I was like, are you serious? Like, Get out of here. And so that was insane. And he, you know, the, the scatting thing is unreal. Mm -hmm. And he's, while he's doing that, he's like, brr, brr, mm -hmm. like just throttling. And then, yeah, it's just like musical prodigies you know all, just, everybody on that stage yeah. is some sort of gifted musician Super and for them to do it all essentially in one take and at a live show is just says how good they all were at that moment in time like Very. nobody you listen to it and you try to find something that maybe messed up a little bit but they're all on point yeah and they all kind of have their solos like their mm -hmm. time that they have their mm -hmm. like set time to just go off mm -hmm. yeah. like at one point there's someone i don't think it's the drums but it's something drum related mm -hmm. then he's just like going off mm -hmm. on it uh 
Ovambo Summit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That song where he has like a minute long just solo, just slapping yeah. the drums, mm-hmm. and it's fucking nuts. So yeah, they're all super talented. It surprised me when I was first hearing this because I'm never heard of this. So I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? You know? Mm-hmm. And I hear that first song, uh, that old thing, mm-hmm. uh, and it. At first, like when you said like banjo, when you brought it up, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like some banjo kazooie thing, or like but yeah, something yeah, right? like <laughs> silly." I'm like, "Okay, this is gonna be yeah, like the, like the video game, yeah." And but I'm listening to this, and I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck, man? It's so nuts, <laughs> but it's so good." You have it's banjo so kazooie written down too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just make a banjo kazooie reference, dog. Bro, you wrote it down. Head I ass. love it. I love that it. is. That's <laughs> leave it to Jake, dude. Leave it to fucking Beaver. But Bad no, it is. Like, oh, man, I'm tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta put a picture. I've already got. I've got to put a bunch. We're gonna meme this episode. I'm, banjo Kazooie, picture, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna put the banjo. Kazooie you never know what to expect. Really good soundtrack. To yeah, that video game. But this is like actual talent. Like everything that they're doing, that they're touching, is crazy. Um, the first whole half, like every song, like I could listen to this for hours. Like mm-hmm. anyone can listen to this for hours, because mm-hmm. you'll always take something out of it that you'll get into a lot. Like, oh, that banjo was super nuts. Oh, that sax was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you find out he was using two at the same time. It's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Man? Yeah, it doesn't make any. It like they're just, truly <laughs> not a, a. Yeah, it's crazy. And to think, like they they are. Like there's a lot of the track length on this, you know, is mm-hmm. is longer mm-hmm. is on the longer end because they're essentially a jam band. Like they toured yeah. with Fish for a while, mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Oh, dang. Yeah, I know that. And so it's like that was my first impression. Like I was like, this is like a bluegrass jazz fusion jam band. Yeah, like Grateful like, Dead people following them at one point when they first started because it was that kind of music. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's so it's like not like the class because it's like jam bands you know you could be a fucking edm jam band you know mm. that's like a it's like a name tag or whatever yeah uh that gets that you can throw on really any genre and so the fact that this was like not you know the classic rock kind of jam bandy shit mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was like some weird jazz fusion weird shit <laughs> world music world yeah, yeah. so yeah. many co- incorporations there yeah and it's fantastic you know as you guys said uh you know, you mentioned how everybody kind of has like their shining moment, and mm-hmm. uh, two of those songs are like part some of my favorite songs on the album. You know, "Big Country," which is basically Bela yeah. Fleck mm-hmm. going off, and then "Amazing Grace," the that improv one. Got to talk about that, dude. Yeah. What are we? I'll let you guys go because there's like technical shit I want to go over <laughs> with you. I remember when we went and did the whole drug deal, and when I first heard this album. That was one of the parts that we watched. Still, I think we watched most of the video before we got our drugs. <laughs> It's like, dude, mind you, we just watched like the one song. The whole thing, it showed how long it was. It's yeah. like two hours yeah. long. So this guy long. was a bad drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But being able <laughs> to see that, that amazing grace on stage watching Victor Wooden do that, because I was starting to just play guitar and kind of getting into that, so that was fun to watch. But um, his performance is incredible harmonics and mm-hmm. just the way he's able to flow and make that song a little bit more like... That song's more of like a church-going song, of course, but yeah. it makes it like... And uppity kind of move around. Yeah, um, mm. does a really good job at it. Exactly. He's he's legitimately doing pinch harmonics and playing Amazing Grace, which mm-hmm. are like the unnatural guitars have three natural harmonics. It's the fifth, seventh, and twelfth fret. And to play pinch harmonics, which are anything not in those, it's 
fuck, it's so hard yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. And he's just doing it in playing Amazing Grace and then turning it into this doom, doom, doom. You know, this fucking bop. Mm-hmm. It's insane what he was, what he's able to do in that. And you mentioned it because uh, I had brought up the Victor Wooten thing to you before I got there in the album. You're like, just wait until you hear Amazing Grace, dude. And I was like, what? You're like, huh? And I let it, ha- I just let it go to it. And I was like, yeah, uh, that's like one of the coolest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just... Yeah. The Elastic Chem song, too, that was. Is that where you say yeah. it's like the, the throat singing? Kongar, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, too. Because when I was first hearing it, I'm like, what is this? Um, but then I looked it into I tried looking into it a little mm-hmm. bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, like looking up like that, what that meant and stuff. I couldn't find a lot of info on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I like that they put that in because I haven't watched it, but I imagine in that show that they recorded, mm-hmm. people. You'd have like mixed reactions, you know, like people oh, are like, sure. like, like it's all like, jazzy, and then all yeah. of a sudden, homeboy's on stage, just not even opening his mouth and belting this thing. Yeah, his throat. and it's it's crazy what he does, cause like you hear it and kind of he has like vibrations with yeah. how it sounds. It's fucking crazy. He was one of the when he was alive, he was one of the leading throat singers. He was like a national treasure in his country, and thought of that way because of his gift, essentially. So that's pretty cool. The hell. Even people, That's sick. people like in like when you hear it on streaming, like you hear some people in the crowd just like you know chanting and stuff with mm-hmm. him too, and like cheering him on. And he does that for like what like two minutes. Yeah, which that must hurt. Insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't imagine that's that's unreal talent again you know there's just the talent that, that that's packed into this group mm-hmm. and i feel like i had never i had never heard of these these guys until you brought them up yeah and mm-hmm. it's just it's like damn dude all these people got together just right? happened by happenstance right and just made this insane stuff they've got a decent catalog i've never like dove into it at all mm-hmm. they've been around since 88 you know the Jesus. four members being bela wooten jeff coffin the sax player and yeah. future man roy wooden um and have kind of mixed musicians throughout the career um but they are so good yeah and you can definitely hear it on this album uh have you seen them live at all? I haven't. I had tickets to see... Oh, actually, I'll take that back. I had tickets to see Victor Wooten mm-hmm. back in the early 2000s. Uh, never made it to that show. It was at the McDonald. Mm-hmm. But I did see Jeff Coffin in California randomly at some performance at a college that he was doing with some kids' choir. What? It was with my ex-wife and my when my bosses took me. And I went because like, oh, fucking yeah, Jeff Coffin from Bay LaFleur. <laughs> a two and a half hour show and like me and my ex weren't like the hugest fans of like that kind of music so we were just that was the longest show of all time it was yeah. cool for me to see Jeff Coffin play but after a while I'm like alright let's fucking it was let's, dragging. let's yeah. go and they just kept going and going so by the time we got out it was like eh still got to see him that's cool yeah that's that's a hella cool that, <laughs> just at some college with a kid's choir yeah, yeah. that's rad my boss is like you want to go I'm like who's a Jeff Co- oh, I know that name and so that's the only reason I went otherwise I would not have gone yeah that's actually insane yeah but this is their ninth album so of course like I said mm-hmm. a million times they know what they're doing and it just yeah, it yeah. comes through in this live performance for them to do that spot on in one take is that's crazy yeah just but, that the, like the, the saxophone, the two saxophone, not to mess up at all. It sounds yeah. so good. Yeah, they have a lot of instruments too in the background. Like I was reading mm-hmm. the Wikipedia page for this, and like the instruments they were using, 
it's fat like there's a lot of stuff that they yeah. use and you could see it in that video too they just have a lot of mm-hmm. so they're like a, all like pretty much multi-instrumentalists like yeah, they gotta know be. what they're doing mm-hmm. and they even did albums after this i think i saw that they did one in 2010 mm-hmm. i think around there damn so yeah they That's, clearly know what they're doing yep. yeah like roy wooten was in a cage of other instruments on yeah. stage like <laughs> mm-hmm. he's just surrounded i'm like what the hell like they it's just fantastic and to be able to do that live and mm-hmm. everything you know it's just like hey we're just gonna rip this raw and then yeah. the improvs that came out of it were some of my some of my highlights of the album mm-hmm. were those sick little improvs they were doing mm-hmm. those are really cool yeah it's and but going back to future man or roy wooten mm-hmm. that drum guitar is basically an instrument that he created using the periodic table of elements what? And to incorporate what? that into some sort of instrument or music. I don't know how he did it or how it yeah. works, <laughs> but that's what I've read. Right. And I remember hearing that right when I heard this album a long time ago. I'm like, what? How does he do that? So this guy <laughs> is probably table. between him and his brother, man, the brains behind those guys. The he is a future ship, man, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. He is from the future. And they come, the Wooten brothers come from a musical family. Mm-hmm. Like his dad, like their dad was a musician of some sort, I believe. And then. Victor started playing the bass when he was fucking two years old, mm. which I is insane to try and wrap your head around. <laughs> yeah, Can you was imagine? He, was he playing it or was he just like some kids? But man. if he was picking it up at that yeah. age, like you, I mean, yeah, it's insane that to a to do that, and so it's like, yeah, these guys are they got to be the most interesting. Ones. I want to talk to both of them at the same time because. I feel like Future Man is a little mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And Victor, A, didn't know he had a British accent. I forgot that he was like a British No, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's got a British accent, okay. so that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. And so, but I feel like he would just be like this really ethereal, like he's got to be like such a deep thinker to be able to play for that long and do all of that stuff on stage. I feel like he's, a, I don't know, fucking... Shout out Victor Wooten, dude. So the the instrument that's why I saved this picture that he created was called a it's called a Roy L based on his first name, <laughs> <laughs> and it resembles a piano. Um, so I'm thinking it's that thing we saw on stage, but I'm not sure. Yeah, but it incorporates the periodic table elements and the golden ratio. I'm not sure what that is. But... Golden ratio. I don't. That rings a bell. I'm gonna. I don't know what, what the fuck, dude. It's so strange. And it the one on stage looked like it was. It has this weird texture to it. It looks like paper mache. Like you yeah, put it in a Toys R Us dumpster and then like decided yeah. to like reassemble it and have some duct tape. You put it yeah. upside down. Yeah, like it looks all wonky. And yeah, shit. and it's got pink and green like paint splatters yeah. on it. So he literally created this thing and then shot at it with a paintball gun. And but he's got to be hey, like you said, man, he's got to be doing something. I don't know what the hell that what, thing does, but yeah, hey, I don't know what it's making as far as sounds go, or if it's controlling something MIDI <laughs> device. I don't know. Oh my, it's. Victor's a robot and he's controlling. Yeah. <laughs> Roy's the mastermind. That's the thing. That's their gimmick. Yeah. All very talented people for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm glad you guys liked it. No, me yeah. too. I am floored. Yeah. I, I always have like one of those what the fuck moments uh, every time we bring up a new album. Mm-hmm. This one I think beats it. Like this takes the cake for sure. Especially knowing all this now. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, crazy. For sure. Shout out. Matt doing it all again. Do we want to go into it, or do we have any final? I final think we've things? kissed their ass enough. I think so. <laughs> They're great. They're great. Shout uh, out. Top threes for me, starting with honorable mention. The the first song, you know, that old thing, Earth Jam. Mm-hmm. We watched it live. It sets the tone. Bella's Bela's banjo playing is unique and so fast. 
And then three, two, one. Uh, three for me would be Amazing Grace, uh, just because of Victor Wooten doing his thing, improving essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, number two would be Hall of Mirrors. And then my favorite song was towards the end with Bela just doing his thing with the improv prelude from Bach. Mm -hmm. Really like that one. That one was really nice. Nice. Uh, I'll go ahead and go next. Uh, honorable mentions first for me also. Zona Mona uh, was honorable mention number one for me. Really like that one. It was very nice and, you know, calming after, especially after that old thing. Hmm. It kind of, like, I like the saxophone to kind of start off the album. Uh, Big Country is my second honorable mention. Uh, just good old right, that good old yeah. biscuits and gravy banjo playing <laughs> dude it's, hell yeah uh number three for me was scratch and sniff like that one number two amazing grace uh just wooting on that uh and the number one was hall of mirrors uh just really like that riff that they keep going back to in that one mm -hmm. once it kind of establishes uh so yeah those are mine nice uh honorable mention obombo summit mm -hmm. um, that solo of whatever that guy's doing is nuts uh, top three, I'm going to go number three, Big Country. Um, two, That Old Thing, because that's a nuts intro. Uh, and then Scratch and, Scratch and Swift. Sniff. Scratch and Sniff. My handwriting is so bad. <laughs> but that song, <laughs> Scratch and Sniff. Mm -hmm. um, it's so funky, man. It's so funky. Yeah, it is. Hell yeah. Well, shout out, dude. Great album. Great pick, Matt. Uh, as per usual, bringing up something I've could never would have never found right. on my own. I would have never found it either. <laughs> yeah, shout, hey, shout out that rando Twitter, guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was Bella Fleck and the Fleck Tones live at the Quick 2002 from 2002, which was Matt's pick for this week. We'll be right back after these messages uh, for Jake's pick for this week. Peace out. Looking like he's 12. Okay. It's time now to move on and bring up. That was going to rub ourselves silly. Had a. I was fighting a burp. Yeah. Um, we just saw the score of the game and we're just so happy. Yeah, we're, <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and move right along and bring up Jake's pick uh, for this week. One I'm pretty stoked uh, to talk about. Also, I'm just stoked to talk about all three of these picks. Let's just fucking be honest with ya. Big fan of this week's albums. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you got, brother? Yeah, so the Neptunes uh, clones uh, came out in 03. Um, and it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. it. It sounds so dated to early 2000s music. It's so good. Um, but yeah, uh, producer duo Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo. Um, this is their debut album. This, I guess, is their official, them too. Mm -hmm. Even though they had been producing for a long time and working with a bunch of other artists. Um, but this is kind of like a collaboration that they did for a lot of or not collaboration, compilation of mm -hmm. like a bunch of songs that they did for different artists. Um, so yeah, they, they have, the feature list is crazy. Um, they have, you know, songs that they did with Nas, or not with Nas specifically, he did like a feature off of that song. Yeah, yeah. Cause I think the original with Pusha T. 
Um, but they have, you know, Clips, Jada Kiss, uh, Busta, Jay-Z, ODB, like a bunch mm-hmm. of, a bunch of uh, collaborations on this. You mean Big Beetlejuice? Big Beetlejuice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ODB. ODB is Big Beetlejuice. Fucking go watch the clip of him recording his part for this. It's the same thing. And then look up Beetlejuice rapping. It's the same thing. <laughs> Beetlejuice rapping, dude. <laughs> no, but yeah, what do, uh, what do you guys think about it? It's... You couldn't have put it more perfectly. It is 2003 in a nutshell. Yeah. It's, you know, there's, and I'll go into a little bit of that more later, but yeah, it does, you know, it's like young-ish, Jay-Z, you know, Pharrell. It's got the little electric guitar riff samples Mm -hmm. throughout it, you know. It's got fucking Nelly on it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nelly in his prime. (laughs) Nelly, yeah. Yeah. Prime Nelly, like... Prime Which is Nelly. weird to say and think about. I know, right? Like, yeah. Hey, Prime I Nelly. love. Hey, I'll say right now, I fucking love Country uh, yeah. Grammar. Country Grammar is a fantastic. Yeah, Country Grammar is a great album. Um, but yeah, you got Prime Nelly, Khalees. You know, it is legitimately like mom's taking me to soccer practice. Mm. This is like <laughs> would be playing, you know, in another world, you know. But it's so well. It's like really a testament to like. Pharrell really you know and you know Chad Hugo's fantastic as well oh yeah but it's like dude Pharrell you mentioned it as we were sitting down to record this part you're like Pharrell looking 12 years old Mm -hmm. it's hilarious and he's making music that was like iconic you Mm -hmm. know they ended up doing uh, milkshakes for uh, Khalees as well Mm -hmm. which is one of the biggest songs of the early 2000s Mm -hmm. Uh, and this is you know them doing you know making the beats and all that shit and then producing and mastering like punk rock-esque shit yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's weird throw some rock in there yeah, yeah it's, it's so it just really is a testament you know like hey these guys are well versed and good at you know rap music and also have an ear for mastering mm-hmm. you know so i loved it yeah they're a great duo and i didn't know much about either one of them until you brought this album up so it gave me a chance to kind of dive into that the features are great like you said on this mm-hmm. um but they're gifted as fuck. You know, they met when they yeah. were young, like a, a camp for the gifted, and just started collaborating since then. And I didn't know they got started so early. In mm-hmm. the early 90s, they've had hits. It just mm-hmm. kept building and building. And I know this was kind of like a compilation to see, like, could they tell who was making which song? And so they were kind of battling each other, which is a kind Ooh. of a cool, like, Ooh. is it Hugo? Is it Pharrell? Which one's doing it? Yeah. And so they were kind of throwing a spin on it for the fans to figure out, hey, do you like it all? Do you like one over the other? Um, yeah. Which I thought was a cool album concept for mm-hmm. the most part. Very. Um, it That is, I didn't know that. Yeah, I started di- diving down last night. I was like, what? Because <laughs> I didn't realize they made so many hits. Like Shake Your Rump from Rex and Effect was their first song they did in high school. Mm-hmm. And then after that, to just continually work with, you know, Backstreet Boys and all these huge people that we might not be into, but these are mm-hmm. huge bands from the late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. And they're just like, yep. Yep, yep, and then later on they go and you know Pharrell Williams is one of the biggest producers mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, honestly, yeah. whether it's the movies he's behind or just the things he's done by himself or with Chad Hugo, it's it's amazing that I never even knew that. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was my biggest takeaway from this album was just appreciating all the music they've created together and and helped make. Even if yeah. I don't like that genre or those songs, that's yeah. amazing talent. They're yeah. definitely a staple, not only in like hip hop or R and B or whatever you want to call it, but music in general. Mm-hmm. Like they've done so much work with so many people like mm-hmm. madonna uh, snoop dogg uh nelly like 
uh, Hot in Here, like, mm-hmm. you know, like just massive songs, Justin Timberlake. They're, they were all over the place in the 2000s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to talk about, like, a producer's producer, like, this is that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So everything that they were touching, man, it was, like, I read something um, that in the 2000, by the 2000s, um, like, they had produced around 43% of the songs on the radio. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. Get that were, like, playing in the radio. I don't know how accurate that is. It's probably pretty damn accurate. But that mm-hmm. might be true. Yeah. Wow. they were making songs for everyone. Britney right. Spears. Like, mm-hmm. So, um, and they really built off this brand, like, you know, doing music like that. And just hit after hit, everything they touched were, was fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they even went off. Like, in this album, they have uh, N.E.R.D. That's, like, their band also that they have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that they kind of try going towards rock style. So mm-hmm. that's why you kind of, in this album, you hear, like, two or three songs that are like kind of... three in a row, that little chunk mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's them, like, kind of, you know, experimenting with that genre also. Yeah. So, yeah, super talented. Not only producers, but musicians, too. Yeah. And to go back to you talking about like how they were you know just unknowingly producing you know almost half of what was on the radio Mm -hmm. i remember when that song happy came out that pharrell did Mm -hmm. and people were like who's this pharrell guy Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i know of him through i found of i found pharrell through tyler the creator uh because he featured on i fucking hate you off of wolf that's right and i was like Mm -hmm. i like that song let me go into Pharrell and I was like dude he's been producing for so long and everybody when that song came out they're like who the hell is this Pharrell mm-hmm. guy I was like you've heard his shit like yeah. literally throw a dart mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. you've and heard it. Mm-hmm. now he's like he's making a comeback you know with like producing stuff still with Tyler the Creator mm-hmm. featuring on a bunch of shit and Chad Hugo's probably doing the same just like in the behind the scenes of everything yeah. still. I heard they were back together as of 2020 so, Fuck yeah, that's kind of cool. That's not sure what they're sick. working on, but that'd be cool if we get. Some yeah, I, I feel like I've seen them like there uh, in credits, like and mm-hmm. especially and also writing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like Pharrell, he has a lot of writing credits and a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's crazy to think that they were still so young yeah. when they were doing all of this, and just everything that was coming out was just massive all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like. Um, at the time, they were doing so good that they started a label, Star Trek, and mm-hmm. that's they had signed um, Clips, Kellis, uh, Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. um, like all these people were in their record label, so that's why they were just bumping out songs with them. Yeah, uh, like that Snoop Dogg song um, that's produced by the Neptunes. What's it called? Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Like, you know like everything they did was just fucking would get massive mm-hmm. um and something cool that i was looking into also um for all he was on drink champs it's like a podcast yeah and podcast. i was re-watching it again and he talked about how fronting that song he initially wanted to make that for prince really nice. yeah wow. he, Damn. Wanted to make, he wanted to make that for prince and like he would send, send it to him but he turned it down Damn. But for Prince, and then he also was trying to send songs to Michael, Michael Shit. Jackson. So nuts, dude. That's insane. That's insane. And just to go back to like his the influence of him is if you guys uh, 
you guys and you guys if you've watched or if you do watch the genius documentary about kanye the three-part mm-hmm. docuseries uh they're talking uh, it's like when kanye's making jesus walks and pharrell happens to come by the studio and is like basically gives him the seal of approval and kanye was like losing his mind he's like fucking pharrell just like told me that and it was like that was like 2003 or four when that song came out and so it's like dude pharrell's mm-hmm. been he's already got like yeah then. exactly yeah, yeah. and and so it's like still so early because like this had just come out and he was like dude the, the i love the fucking neptunes and then he comes in and like you know gives him the hey you're, you're fucking killing it mm-hmm. uh, that's insane you know to that to be that influential for so yeah. long and behind the scenes is insane mm-hmm. yeah even nowadays um i like that he's still very much present involved like, in music oh, and yeah. stuff He's even getting into fashion. Like he, just, mm-hmm. he did a fashion show like a couple of months ago that they performed front and uh, him and Jay Z, which was cool. Um, but yeah, it's very much still when you think about producers and you think of like the two thousands. This is the face of it, right? Like I think they just got inducted like a couple years ago to like Hall of Fame of something for a musical. Ooh. I read. Um, which much deserved because everything that they were doing was yeah like it hadn't been seen before yeah and it still really isn't it's not not consistently like yeah having so many hits and for so many different artists right and they started like a wave you know like I mentioned that like funky guitar sound samples that are throughout this album mm-hmm. that was like the thing for like the next two to three years yeah of you know radio was mm-hmm. that little funky guitar riff but like talking about baby making doing the horizontal yeah. hokey pokey mm-hmm. r&b <laughs> singers are using in yeah. a little bit of ha, ha. like mm-hmm. you know everybody was doing that you, so. you hear you hear their beat and they all kind of have that same funkiness to them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so, a little yeah. there's a little something they have a very recognizable sound yeah you're like yeah that's 100 percent neptune to like their four count intro that pharrell always does Mm -hmm. or it's cool also that this album it has like different aspects it has you know Mm -hmm. hip-hop r&b it has a reggae song on it with jada kiss Mm -hmm. um, some rock influence so yeah it's kind of a good mixture of everything that they were doing at the time Mm -hmm. um and I want to bring up more Pharrell stuff. Like he oh, has yeah. a he has a solo album in my mind that's really good, and then NERD is really good also. Um, but yeah, this is like songs that I feel like everyone has heard. So yeah, it's it's a good way to step into yeah kind of their genre. I love the clips and Pusha like all mm-hmm. over, all over it is is very Pusha nice. yeah yeah I, his uh, my favorite lyric of, of his is on hot. Mm-hmm. He says, "Flow more sicker, so much shake in the street. They measure my weight in Richter." <laughs> oh my god! Measure my weight like on the Richter scale. That's fucking sick. That's cool. It's fucking nuts. I love that. Yeah, and it was like you know, Pusha T. Like the fact that he's on this. That's another artist that you know people really didn't like mm-hmm. the mainstream didn't True. really recognize until he also did uh trouble on my mind mm-hmm. that was my first introduction to Pusha back in like 2013 yeah and he's been him and clips you know we have a full episode uh or not a full episode we cover lord willing on an episode of this so we've definitely given them their flowers but this is again same time frame and Pusha's mm-hmm. killing it so he's also you know under like under the radar at this point and fucking mm-hmm. killing it and then had the same like Pharrell effect so I thought that was really cool yeah no every, everyone that they were collaborating with was 
it made their career in one way or another. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, Nelly. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to admit it, but that Nelly song's kind of good. No. <laughs> the beat's really good. I. It's one of my honorable mentions. I yeah. love that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, shall we? Let's, yes. Or do, or do you have... I didn't pull lyrics. I I wanted to, but I, the bust a feature. We mm-hmm. can, yeah, the to start the album off. That beat's really good. That yeah. beat is really good. Very uh, very busta, mm-hmm. and also very Pharrell beat as well. It's just oozing with all of that. It's like yeah, this would be yeah an mm-hmm. early two thousands busta rhymes beat. Right. <laughs> uh, I do like also the the ODB song. I like that he was in this. Mm-hmm. Um, Pop shit. A year before, yeah, everything happened, which is fucking awesome too. R.I.P. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you guys want to get into top threes? Yeah, let's go ahead. I'll kick it off. Um, Honorable mention. I'm gonna go. um, Light your mic on fire with Busta. Um, Does it light your mic on fire? Light your ass on fire. My handwriting is so bad, bro. It's ass. Ass turned yeah. into Mike? <laughs> Somehow turned into Mike, yeah. Holy hieroglyphs, Batman. Maybe Maybe ask yourself yeah, <laughs> I swear I'm not a doctor. It's so bad. Walking in like a fucking doctor. <laughs> yeah. Light your ass on fire is honorable mention. Uh, top three, uh, Popular Thug with Nas. Mm-hmm. I think this version I like more than the Pusha version. Mm-hmm. Um, it blows my mind. Uh, and then Frontin'. Nice. I gotta love front and do that. This song so good. Yeah, honorable mention for me, uh, Blaze of Glory, that kind of starts the album off for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, then three Frontin, two Hot Damn, and then I like the Snoop feature is my favorite song. I was kind of bummed that wasn't on Spotify, mm-hmm. but thanks mm-hmm. for showing that in the, the chat. It's yeah. good to hear that. And I was like, oh shit, I love this song. <laughs> yeah, it's that's a fantastic one. Uh, honorable mentions for me, If, as I mentioned, and then Hot Damn. Uh, that was a very Pharrell on that track was like that was like this is textbook Pharrell uh, and then number three for me was Light Your Ass on Fire I just went over that one number two for me was Hot really liked that one and number one was Pop Shit actually Ooh, really nice. I really like ODB on that one yeah and it's got like that beat it's just like dun, 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 dun. I don't yeah. know why mm-hmm. it's like kinda it's like kind of got like this griminess to it, and like yeah. almost a little chaotic. And With ODB on it, you know yeah. it's going to be a little, little hectic. A little hectic, and yeah, ODB comes in and fucking delivers, man. Mm-hmm. And there's, I was telling y'all about it. I'll show you after we cut. Uh, It'll do. <laughs> but it's like Pharrell and ODB in the studio, mm-hmm. you know. And ODB had just recorded his verse, his rap verse, but uh, Pharrell wanted a like a hook out of him, and he's like, just give it something. ODB's like, no, I want I want you to be on it. I want it to have your thing. They started, you know, kind of bickering back and forth. And Pharrell gave him a suggestion, and ODB took it and ran, and it became that intro. It's really good. It's on YouTube. Just look up ODB, the Neptunes, and it's like a little one-minute clip. It's fantastic. And, you know, again, unfortunately, that was like right before, mm. uh, unfortunately, ODB passed away. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's like a touching, it's a fucking touching video, you know? Yeah. Because ODB had also, like, just gotten out of prison not mm-hmm. long prior to all of that so it's it's really cool to see yeah i think this album is really encapsulates the early 2000s like perfectly mm-hmm. with 100 percent. yeah it it is very reminiscent it took me back to that time for sure mm-hmm. i was like dude this is like that nelly song came on and i was like dude bro let me go yeah. listen to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, some nelly. I was like sitting on my bed just Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, but hell yeah, man. Uh, the Neptunes clones, uh, Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, uh, released in 03, uh, and goddamn, does it sound like it. Hot uh, which was <laughs> Which was uh, Jake's pick for this week. We'll be right back to wrap this bad boy up and talk about my pick for this week. Peace. Alrighty, it's time to round up the wagons and take this baby on home with my pick for this week, uh, which was Live the Dream by Ramshackle Glory, released in 2011. I, it says it's a live album, at least the tracks say live, but I don't know if they were just like in a studio and just did them all like jam-esque instead of like, okay, here's the guitar tracking. Mm. Anyway, some good old folk punk from 2011, kind of when that was really in its prime. Pat the Bunny... Uh, one of the biggest figures in that genre of music, uh, his last band that he did really before he stopped playing music. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I love him. Obviously, what did you guys think? Very interesting. Yeah, I love this genre because each time that you bring up someone from it, it's it's all different. Mm -hmm. Like it has that similar musicianship, but the lyrical content I think changes. And with this album specifically, the lyrics are what blew me away. They're mm -hmm. just so like either aggressive poetic both one and the same um and he's just like he's a very interesting individual yeah um mm -hmm. and he, he's able to demonstrate that with his songwriting which mm -hmm. is really cool um and it makes you think about things a little bit too because i was re-listening the songs and be like what did he just say mm -hmm. um, and i love lyrics like that when they can kind of make you stop and think so this is a fun album. Where did you find these guys? Is it just because you started listening to this genre and you just same same guy. Uh, shout out shout out my boy Pat, uh, my buddy from high school. He showed me AJJ, mm. and I was really into them. Uh, you know, I brought them up uh, early on in the in the podcast. Uh, they're still my favorite folk punk band. But he was like, if you like these guys, uh, check out Pat the Bunny and anything that he's done. And so mm. he introduced mm. me to to him and his line of work. Uh, mainly Wingnut Dishwashers Union, Ramshackle Glory, obviously, and Johnny Hobo and the Freight Trains. Um, all three are fucking fantastic groups. Great name. Um, yeah. He's done other stuff. He's done solo work. His Wikipedia page is literally like basically one main page, and then there's like seven different sub, like sub headlines in it for different bands he was in mm -hmm. uh and you know like i said he's like one of the biggest figures in that scene and yeah. it it goes to show his songwriting's impeccable uh mm -hmm. you know his from a lyrical standpoint these songs you know i've laughed there's songs on this that i've laughed and cried to you know like we are all compost and training in, in particular uh it moves you it's like mm -hmm. you think of you know the first time you hear it you laugh at the oh the world needs more spinach line but then you listen to it on the right or wrong day however you want to look at it it'll fucking make you cry you know yeah. uh and you know we were talking about it never coming homes the same way mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. song is you know very is fucking gorgeous uh but yeah i found my buddy patrick uh showed me ajj and then this was like the next stop <laughs> mm -hmm. that's cool yeah yeah no this was good too it had also that similar like ajj feel mm -hmm. um 
and I don't really listen to folk punk a whole lot, so mm-hmm. this is a good also stepping stone to like kind of the same genre but a different mm-hmm. style of it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it is similar in a way, but it's also different. Um, I was watching uh, like a performance that he did. It was just him, like mm-hmm. just playing guitar, um, and you can hear his voice, and it's it's really good. It's good. Like it, like I feel like this album doesn't do it its justice. I don't know what like recording things that they had or how they yeah. did it. At some points, it sounds like they're using like a crappy mic because it's kind of like a lot of filler. Yeah, and it kind of has that feel, but I think that adds to the aesthetic of it. Like, it's it the, adds, it's part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it feels very like backyard band esque. Like they mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. all just did this on their own, came together. But it's good. Like everything about it is really good. I like that it's short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not too long of an album. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's a good intro to folk punk. Yeah, um, that low quality. Like at some points, also you hear like um, like his voice cracks and everything. So it's very natural. Like it's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not very like high. You know, like they use a lot of production into it, but that adds yeah. to how it feels, how it sounds. Right. For a folk punk album, it's actually like mastered pretty well. And that's why I'm like, I don't understand how it's a live album because there's like no crowd noise. Yeah. And it's like sound studio quality. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, I think they were just like live saying, jamming. Yeah, they have yeah. like maybe one or two microphones and they're all just in the same room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, I kind of think that's funny that it's like this little misleading thing. It's mm-hmm. like, now nah, we were live. And I was like, damn, this is like insanely well produced. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's got like a lo fi vibration mm-hmm. to it in the studio and it works. Yeah. Really well. And like, Pat the Bunny talking occasionally, like mm. before, like intro and songs and stuff, is, is mm-hmm. a nice touch as well. Uh, there's so there's a lot of instrumentation going on in this as well. There are you know, there's got banjo, accordion. Yeah, exactly, and drumming. You know, he's playing. This was his only full electric band that he was in. Uh, his other ones were, you know, very much more on the folk side of things. Mm. Uh, but this was like the first kind of full electric band that he had, and it's just so great and the songs are all over the place you know like from here to utopia is like Mm -hmm. we were all in here just like stomping like stomping our feet listening to that earlier you know jamming out to it and then you know there's some as we've said you know some great songwriting all throughout if you listen to the words on that song it's insane Mm -hmm. you know the the lyric the lyricism on this album is is probably the thing that impresses me the most Mm -hmm. insane musicianship as a whole but the Mm -hmm. songwriting on it is is really something special to me personally he was a he was an interesting dude he's still alive but he was (laughs) and we were talking about how it's hard to find this album on vinyl Mm -hmm. because of either the limited production or how many were made at the time or it's just not available now yeah yeah which is sad which is so sad because it is one of those like folk punk is already such a is already that as a genre you know as a whole it's it's very niche you know not many people uh listen to it at all Mm -hmm. and then you know it's like oh the fact that something is produced or like you know pressed and sold is unreal in and of itself Mm -hmm. and then it's like of course there's like four that ever got made (laughs) and one of them's like 350 dollars absolutely no thanks. I'll listen to it on streaming. Uh, as much as, as as badass as it would be to, to you know own that, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, it's just got you know. I think the you know sitting here talking with you guys about it, the one word that I would de- use to describe it is that it has charm. It does mm-hmm. have a little bit of like a charm. It's kind of like a comfort album for me. 
uh, in a way. Uh, but also, I just I didn't know what I was gonna pick until I got to your place for the last episode. I was like, oh, I have wow. no idea. And then I was like, I listened to this on the way over, and I was like, nope, this is. I was like, let's get a little yeah. little folk punk uh, out of the way. And you know, it's I don't know. I feel like it's it's. I have a deep appreciation for it, mm-hmm. you know. So listening to it the past two weeks has been really fun. I was like, God damn, and it got me back into. I went on like a whole folk punk thing this week, basically listening to Johnny Hobo as I sent you guys, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of shit. Yeah, I saw that. He's in a lot of like there's a lot of groups mm-hmm. that he was doing. Yeah, I don't. He's not like doing. He's not still playing, is he? Right? No, he quit. So, he quit yeah. music back in like tw- uh, 2016 or something. Oh, okay. Or 2011. I can't remember. It was like I think it was right after this. This was like his last thing he did, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he uh, just highly recommend checking out his other stuff as well because it's mm-hmm. it, that'll really show you like a, that'll give you a deeper appreciation for him but also as you were mentioning it's like mm-hmm. a good introduction to this subgenre or this genre of music and mm-hmm. if you just dive in anything he's done it's a good representation of what the whole thing's like because yeah. he was in so many bands yeah but yeah specifically the other two wingnut dishwashers unit and johnny hobo are like the two i would recommend <laughs> i wonder uh, why he left yeah. music in general uh he was thoughts. pretty he was pretty yeah. he was pretty fucked up yeah uh, maybe he didn't believe in a lot of things anymore that he was saying or yeah uh, something i i wonder why too because yeah. it was so to be like bam, 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 and have so many stuff. different you know things <laughs> going on <laughs> yeah and be like nope i'm done yeah and walk away but yeah you know, i guess you grow up a little bit sometimes and yeah it's but that's what's great about musicians they're able to leave that lasting mark and then even mm-hmm. if they go do something completely different you still have that piece yeah. they made forever for sure that's what I was I was like trying to find the words to say something along that line so thank you yeah. um, I really like also just to bring this up like mm-hmm. the song titles yeah always <laughs> there are some great titles and always. the lyrics in it mm-hmm. too like it's 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 clever that he comes up with that yeah like uh, what's the, more about alcoholism yeah <laughs> right. yeah love that song and that title just it's like oh nice <laughs> mm-hmm. your heart is a muscle the size of your fist yeah like i was talking to somebody somebody asked me what the picks were for this episode and i said uh live the dream by ramshackle glory and they're like that band name what the fuck is that mm-hmm. and i said you should hear the song titles mm-hmm. <laughs> and if y'all remember from when we brought up ajj they're like that's just a folk punk thing mm-hmm. it's yeah. just they're either long or they don't make sense, or they're both. Yeah, kind of wacky, but it's funny. Yeah, and uh, then you, especially for this album, you know, it's like you hear shit like that, or like read a song title like that, and then it actually ends up being something really mean of meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, ah, all right. yeah. He even did like song like albums after this too, mm-hmm. which is cool. I want to look into that. Would you recommend those, like his newer stuff? Yeah, yeah, any of it really. Because it looks uh, like this one was like just of the group at least. Like, yeah, the bigger album that they had. Yeah, uh, any anything that he did really is is at least worth a listen. But the three that I've mentioned a couple of times uh, with them included is is like the top of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, his solo work's good too. Yeah. Uh, shall we top three it up? Let's do it. Alrighty, honorable mentions for me of ballads and barricades. Uh, love that song. Uh, you know, good old folk punk song about <laughs> starting an uprising. It's <laughs> so on the nose. It's amazing. You know, that line, uh, 
what are we going to do on November 3rd to make sure there's not an, another election four years from now? Or, I botched mm-hmm. the fuck out of that, but something along <laughs> that line mm-hmm. is just so funny. Uh, the other one for me, Never Coming Home, mm-hmm. uh, just he, he sings with a lot of emotion on that song, and it, it that one will strike you the right way, too. Uh, number three for me, uh, Your Heart is a Muscle the Size of Your Fist. Uh, just the storytelling in that is very the imagery in it is very nice uh, for me number two we are all compost and training great great the world does need more spinach uh number one uh from here to utopia uh that just the fast-paced feel Mm -hmm. of that song and Mm -hmm. you know you get the it's got a very much like a I said I called it Sea of Thieves music earlier. Yeah, fucking Xbox game. <laughs> uh, but no, it does have like a very at sea on a ship kind of yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. And at the end, like the accordion, having that little yeah. little moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's she's shredding in that one, and mm-hmm. he that the line in particular where he's like, "I've been uh, listening to Minor Threat records all day, and I'm singing along as I tie off." Mm-hmm. Like talking about shooting yeah. junk while <laughs> while listening to Minor Threat, it's like Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the, yeah, from here, Utopia is my number one. Nice. Go ahead, sir. Uh, if I'm gonna go, honorable mention, uh, your heart is the muscle of size of your fist. Um, top three, uh, from here to Utopia, uh, more about alcoholism and then never coming home. Um, Hell yeah. When I watched that video of him singing that song, like, uh, like his version of it without mm-hmm. like the band or whatever, it it was a lot better. So I was like, oh, that's. Mm-hmm. If you send that, send that to the group. I yeah. want to see that because yeah. I I think I might that's know good. which one you're talking about, but I didn't watch it. I think I might have saw the thumbnail. But yeah, hell yeah. Uh, honorable mention for me, more about alcoholism. Just a great song title. <laughs> uh, and then number three, uh, We Are All Compost and Training. Again, these song titles are so good. Uh, number two, Never Coming Home. And my top track was Bitter Old Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, just to go back to the the first song, it's called First Song. Yeah. That's just funny. <laughs> yeah. <First song. laughs> yeah, the last song is the first song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, hell yeah. Well, that was Live the Dream by Ramshackle Glory, my pick for this week, which came out in 2011. Uh, great piece of work in the very long discography of Mr. Pat the Bunny. Shout out to him. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move away from last or from this episode's albums. They've been fucking great to talk about, though. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and introduce the albums for episode 60. Uh, and that'll be that'll lead us right on into the hip-hop bracket. So we'll be right back. It's what you spin in. Episode 59. <laughs> when are we doing soundtracks? We gotta do soundtracks. We do. Dude. That'll be fun. Fucking Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Tarzan, dude. huh? Tarzan. Tars, bro. Phil Collins, dude. <sighs> if you don't That'd like, so if you don't like the Tarzan soundtrack by Phil Collins, eat a dick. Yeah. Okay. Eat don't a watch dick. anymore. Yeah. Just no. gotta do something. No. Fucking, uh, you'll be in my heart. One of the best songs ever written. Shout out Philly. Shout out Philly C. Uh, anyway, that's been. Um, 
<laughs> that's been a peek behind. That's a little peek at how the sausage is made, baby gal. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and kind of introduce what's what's coming uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go in the order that we talked today, which means that you're up. I'm first. I'm gonna start diving down a uh, metal rabbit hole for the next few episodes after the bracket episodes. But to start, I'm going with 2016 album called Magma by a band called Gojira. Oh, fucking Gojira, dude. Gojira means Godzilla in Japanese, I believe. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Um, but I think you guys will like that. It's accessible Whoa. metal and not too mm-hmm. guttural for those who don't like that. So, But again, I'm starting off slow and it's going to kind of get right. darker. Yeah. It already looks cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Gojira's... I don't know if I've heard that album, but I know I've listened to their stuff before. They're, they're kick-ass. And Mr. Jake. I'm going to go uh, with some indie. Okay. Um, nice. Songs of hers by hers. 2017. Um, yeah, it's like some, some indie. Hell yeah. A little bit of indie rock. Hell yeah. And I don't know my pick either, uh, but to kind of, you know, get us ready for, because that, or episode 60 will come out right around October 1st uh, at least the last weekend of September really mm-hmm. I am going with Bloody Kisses by Type O Negative <laughs> you asshole <laughs> uh, great goth metal album uh, from let's see when did that come out say 92, uh, 94, 94 I think let's see Hold, please. 94, 1994 yeah. Bloody Kisses Typo Negative uh Great goth metal, perfect for spooky season. Uh, wanted to bring it up just in time, so here you go. And before Jake got here, we're like, who's going to bring up this album? You or me? And motherfucker, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's got to happen at some point. It came on in the shower today, and I was singing. It's a sign. I was singing. I was like, yeah, that's got to be it. And then I planned a whole gimmick because I also wasn't sure. I was going to bring up Rob Zombie, you know, as I did. Hmm. Uh, but I'm going to be in the same boat as you, actually. I'm going to be getting into some darker, kind of spookier stuff because we're i got to make up for lost time because we'll be mm-hmm. doing bracketology through October. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, there's it's going to be, you know, kind of metal for a little bit from from me at least. So I, I'm interested. Let's, yeah. let's make it happen. Let's nice. do it. I might toss in some other stuff. But, yep. Uh, Magma by Gojira. Songs of Hers by Hers. And Bloody Kisses by Typo Negative uh, is what will be coming at you next time for episode 60 of What You Spinning. Thank you so much for stopping by as per usual. Be a friend. Tell a friend about this show. Uh, comment, like, subscribe, all that good pandering horse shit. <laughs> uh, as per usual, I'm your host, Dorian, joined as always by my brothers in crime, Matt and Jacob. Say goodbye to the people. We want to thank you for joining. Take it easy. Stay hydrated. Go Go fucking ducks.